Douglas Carswell is with us. Now, uh, Douglas formerly served, if I understand this correctly, as a member of the British Parliament for 12 years, was instrumental in the Brexit campaign, and then came aboard the uh, Mississippi Center for Public Policy in Jackson, Mississippi, and we've got him. Douglas, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Lovely to be on your show. Well, the uh, the pleasure is ours. First of all, give us a little background here. A member of Parliament for 12 years? Yeah, I went into politics in Britain because I wanted my country to be an independent country. And um, I campaigned for Brexit. I co-founded the official Brexit campaign. And then when we won that vote, when we got Britain out of the EU, when we became an independent country, I, I quit Parliament. I, I didn't want to just become a politician living at public expense for the sake of it. So when I did what I wanted to do, I quit. Um, and I'm now uh, living and working in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I came to America because I think that freedom and liberty are, as the great Ronald Reagan once put it, the uh, thing that has lifted our species from the swamp to the stars. So I, I think uh, defending liberty in America is the great cause of our age, and there's no better place to do it than Jackson. Wow. All right. So... Uh, for those of us who are thinking, hmm, Jackson, it was a uh, a Johnny Cash song. I don't know much else about it. Tell us a little bit about Jackson, Mississippi, and what the I heck moved. is going on with the water system. I moved here with my family from London, and I can't tell you, I love Jackson. It is, I think, the most wonderful place to live. The people are lovely. The weather's lovely. The problem is the people who run the city are really, really bad at their job. And this manifests itself in a number of ways, but... It really manifests itself recently with the collapse of the water system. It's now got so bad that there are many thousands of people living in Jackson who can't even have a daily shower. Um, they can't even flush the bathroom. It's, it's that bad. Um, I think in 2022, in the capital city, in an American state, we ought to be able to have leadership at a city level that can run running water. It's, it's basic stuff. I mean, the Romans mastered this technology 2,000 years ago, right? They managed to figure out that if you want to put water in pipes, you can uh, provide water for the whole city. The Romans figured out how to do this 2,000 years ago. Jackson seems to be struggling with the technology today. Okay, so this doesn't happen overnight. It's not like we woke up yesterday and said, oh my gosh, there's no water. What's happened? Uh, this has to be something that has occurred over a period of time. Have there not been folks like you, Douglas, or, or people perhaps in the uh, in the media community saying, hey, this problem is going to happen? Yep. Um, now, the leadership of the city would love you to believe that because we had some floods and some heavy weather in August, that was the cause of it. And to some extent, to be fair, the floods exacerbated and, and triggered the problem. But the collapse was a long time coming, and people saw it coming. For two months last year, we were without running water and many restaurants and shops had to had to close this has been um predicted and it was indeed predictable it's a consequence of some fundamental failures of management for example in 2017 the city authorities managed to collect something like 61 million dollars worth of revenue for water services from local residents largely through to sheer incompetence this year they're likely to collect not much more than 40 million. In other words, they've lost about a third of their revenue base because they can't run a billing system. Now, imagine if a business that you could think of couldn't collect a third of the revenue it was entitled to because it couldn't work out how to invoice people properly. That's the level of staggering incompetence that we have in Jackson. Now, the problem is, it's pretty clear who's at fault here. But we have a lot of 
left-wing media pundits who try to make out that somehow it's the fault of the Republican state government. The state government doesn't run the water supply. But so you have this totally dishonest reporting of the problem, which means that it's a, it's a real disservice to the, to the people like me who live in Jackson, because the people who are at fault never get the blame, at least not publicly until now, um, and the people who do get blamed aren't actually responsible for it. So this is, this is a fundamental part of the problem. We need to fix the problem by recognizing that it's a failure of Jackson's city leadership. Um, what's happening now is, fortunately, the state government is actually intervening. I mean, the, the federal government wants to intervene. Um, but we, we, we basically now have a situation where the state government um, has voluntarily decided to meet a large chunk of the costs to make sure that people can actually drink, drink water and uh, take a shower. Wow. This is incredible stuff. Douglas Carswell is joining us. He uh, lives in Jackson, Mississippi. He served in the British Parliament for a number of years, was uh, one of the leaders in the entire Brexit campaign over there. So one of the things that I've heard, Douglas, in uh, some news reporting and uh, some of it from uh, political pundits is that somehow... Uh, this water crisis is all derived from racism. Uh, is it? Is the water just available to the homes of white people? Is it not? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, it, it makes me so angry. I'm a recent arrival in Jackson. I've been living here less than two years. And I can tell you, I meet wonderful people in the city that's 80% African-American. I meet wonderful people from every background. This is a problem of basic management and of failure to maintain pipes. The idea that... This is all because of you know, racism or, or because you know, the average age of people in Mississippi is 37. Can we please try and fix problems today without reference to what happened centuries ago? This is a failure of management now and over the past 10 years. This hasn't got anything to do with race. It, it, it actually belittles and is quite condescending to people in Mississippi when everything outside journalists do is present it through the prism of the distant past. So what's our next step, my friend? You said that the uh, state government is stepping in, some involvement from the feds. Uh, how soon do you think that the, the water system in Jackson is actually going to be functioning again? Well, because of the state government intervening and bringing in pumps and bringing in emergency steps, I, I think it would be possible to basically put a patch on this um, mm -hmm. and temporarily fix the problem. But to get to the root cause of the problem, you've got decades of non-investment. Um, for years, the city authorities ran a budget surplus with their water supply, but they never used the surplus to actually invest in maintenance. There was an outside contractor called Siemens that came in, tried to do the work, ended up being sued by the city authorities for nearly 90 million. Um, I think the real problem is that you're not going to get an outside contractor with the know-how. I worry you're not going to get an outside contractor to come in with the know-how to fix the fundamental problem to undertake the Herculean task of fixing Jackson's water supply, given what happened to Siemens. And, and one of the issues, if I'm going to be blunt with you, when a contractor is given this task, they need to be free to subcontract the work to people and preferred partners on the basis of economic efficiency. There are these so-called contract rules that are used to give out subcontracted contracts to preferred partners on the basis of politics. And it, it, until we can get rid of that sort of nonsense why would an outside organization want to come in and fix the water supply? So it's not just a case of getting the money. We've got to get rid of those discriminatory regulations, which will inhibit a private contractor coming in to fix this problem. Wow. Douglas Carswell is joining us. He is the uh, CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy.
And uh, Douglas, can I can I ask you to uh, turn your attention back to the UK for a second? Are you following the uh, the Tory leadership contest over there? I am, I am, um, with some detached amusement, but um, I certainly am. Yes. What What's your sense? I think I think Liz Truss, um, someone I I know very well, she appointed me to serve as a non-executive on a department in in, in government in the UK. I think she'll become prime minister. Um, I'm really hoping she's going to be more like Margaret Thatcher and less like Theresa May. Um, Britain's got itself into a terrible mess because it's gone for all this woke, um, zero-carbon energy policy. We are now faced with a serious economic crisis because we basically listened to the green lunatic lobby. And I, I hope that she can... Um, put Britain back on the path that Thatcher put us on all those years ago. If she does that, she'll be a great prime minister. If she doesn't, well, she'll be she'll be a, a female version of Boris Johnson. There you go, and a former prime minister, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Douglas, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here. I want to reach out Wonderful. again, if it's okay with you, to talk Anytime. not just about Jackson, but the UK and all that stuff. Thank you for being here, and uh, we will absolutely look forward to chatting again. I would love to. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is Douglas Carswell. What a fascinating guy. So 12 years in the House of Commons does his business as a member of parliament, is one of the leaders of the Brexit moment, movement, rather, and says, okay, we got it done. I'm done. Now, some people may look at it and go, oh, my gosh, he, he just left. Yeah, I look at that and say, you did what you wanted to do. You had a mission and you accomplished it. And then he said, you know what? Now I'm going to go do something else. And so he, he moves from London with his family to Jackson, Mississippi, is the leader, the president, the CEO of this Mississippi Center for Public Policy. And it's a think tank. But understand something about Douglas. Douglas is a guy, and you heard it in the very last part of that, influenced by Margaret Thatcher, an astute observer of all that's going on. So we absolutely will have him back. I promise you that. As we were speaking, I'm getting texts at 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140, people jumping in going, man, Jeff, this guy is great. I agree with you. He'll be back. We'll uh, we'll add him to our rotation. We'll put him up there with uh, Bill O'Reilly and Glenn Beck and Todd Starnes and Brian Kilmeade and some of the others who are just superstars.